0: I always get the the, the audio off. Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here at Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we talk all things health and wellness. Um, Today is going to be super special because it's way outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a good show. We're going to have tons of fun. Let me get my music down. Um, So, what are we about? Taste Life Nutrition, radio, is all about truth and health and wellness. Um, We, you know, there's a lot of what's called science out there these days, and I've kind of gotten away from the word science because um, I feel like it's been bastardized a little bit. (laughs) And so, uh, now it's evidence-based. But I think evidence-based is important in everything that we do and whether it's our physical health our mental health our emotional health our spiritual health our relational health and our financial health (laughs) this is this is the this is the hard one for me um i'm working on this is actually this is my year to really take control of my finances like my business finances um you know i let lowry take control of the other stuff for the most part because i just don't want it it's Mm -hmm. like too much for me i'm like just (laughs) Put it where you do. Do your thing, right? Because he likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, it's it's really taking control of my business financial health, and and I'm feeling short, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and then you know, having that control, I think, can create more of what we're looking for. Uh, so I'm excited about that, and so I'm excited to have Stephanie Walter on. Stephanie Walter, interestingly, um, I've known for Quite a long time now, yeah. quite a few years. Actually, I think when I first started my business, mm-hmm. and then um, randomly she met my husband. And Lowry comes home, he's like, oh, "I met this girl." Stephanie Walters, like, "I know that name." Anyway, really cool situation. It's been it's been a ton of fun. They are, uh, you know, they've they've become good friends and partners, and it's a it's really been a good thing. But. She has a lot of really good, fascinating information that she can give us regarding um, how we can build wealth and how how a lot of what we've learned is not necessarily the way it should be. Or maybe it's dated, you know, all of the things. And so um, thanks for being here. (laughs)
1: Thank you Nikki for having me. I love that. I love that evidence-based. I'm going to start using that too. I like that. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you. you. It's good. Yeah. I kept, I kept saying it, you know, it's all about the science and I'm a science nerd. I love the science and I love the data. And I just over the last couple of years, it's just been, you know, they keep talking about the science. I'm like, is that science? Yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah. So we're going to get away from science, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about evidence-based. So I like that. <laughs> um, first, though, we start the show with gratitude. Why? Because gratitude can change the world. Gratitude is, it's internal, it's external, it's energetic. If we start our day with gratitude, then the day will be filled with more happiness, even if we have junk, right? We all have junk. We're all dealing with stuff. Mm -hmm. and um, but just knowing that just just being aware of those things that are in your life that are that build you up and that make you happy those things can help push you forward and focus on those things and try to not focus on the other and it radiates it literally radiates and it creates creates gratitude throughout those who are around you it makes a huge difference and I truly believe it can change the world if each of us has a little bit of gratitude morning and evening I think it can change the world. That's my thought. So That's a great, <laughs> a great thought.
1: I believe it 100%. So,
0: What are you grateful for?
1: Um, usually it's my family, um, but I, I think this, this, at the beginning of this year is my health. Mm-hmm. Um, just had a lot of things going on last month and um, uh, had a few surgeries and everything went well and um, we're just... You know, I'm just grateful because I, I was in the hospital for a little bit and noticed I was in ICU actually for a little bit and saw all these people that were devastatingly unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it just made me like re- be <laughs> revisit my health and be super grateful that, you know, I am where I am and I'm healthy and I want to maintain that for my my son yeah. and, and myself, for sure. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. amazing. Good. <laughs> cool. Good. So this morning I was, so this is my gratitude. It's, it's kind of an interesting one, a little bit different than usual, I think. But I was getting dressed, and I realized as I was getting dressed that every almost everything that I put on today has a story. I love stories, Mm -hmm. because stories are little memories. Um, We have a little bit of a sidebar. We have a tradition in our home, it's just Lowry and me, my husband, and every year we have an ornament, or two or three, whatever, for whatever big happened that year. So it represents whatever happened that year. So our whole Christmas tree, every year, I can't not put one up, because it's, everything that I put on the tree is a memory from the 20 years before, yeah. right? So it's just it. really special. And so that's kind of how I felt this morning where I'm putting on, um, I haven't worn this jacket in a long time. I love this jacket. Yes. This is a gift from my mother-in-law who passed a couple of years ago, uh, just before COVID, January, just before COVID. So we're, we're kind of grateful for that because mm-hmm. um, that would have been tough. But um, she gave me this, this was her, of, she had a lot of turquoise. I have a lot of her turquoise. That. Isn't that pretty? Yes. Um, so this, and then um, these earrings were just this Christmas from Lowry. Oh, they were on the street in San, no Albuquerque. You know where they have the the little downtown area where you can go and buy the jewelry from the vendors, and so really cool. We got a couple of pieces there. We have a few pieces from there, from Santa Fe and Taos. And it's just so fun. I just I love the turquoise and all of that look. But then, so I have this piece. I'm going to show whoever wants to see it. Anyway, (laughs) so it's a belt buckle. I hardly ever wear belt buckles. But this also is from um, my mother-in-law. I don't know if it was, I don't know how old it is. I mean, to me, it looks old. It does. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love the turquoise. Yeah.
0: And so I finally, the reason I finally get to wear this is because I finally got a belt for it. Um, and so I feel like it's really old. But so this belt came from, I went to Etsy. Who doesn't go to Etsy? Mm-hmm. I went to Etsy and I was looking around and I needed a belt that didn't have a, already a buckle on it. And so I found this um, I think it was Reagan Flagen, which I, I really wanted to mention because he, they sent me two belts. One's this, this one, so it's this cool, if y'all can see it, it's this inlaid sort of cool old Western look, right? And then a turquoise, distressed turquoise belt. They're gorgeous, and they're fun, and they're easy, and they fit well. Um, And so I just wanted to mention that because having having the ease and not being crazy expensive like at the stores, I think, is huge. About earrings, up front, the belt. Anyway, I now I can wear my cool little belt buckle because I have a cool belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's all
0: of these just fun stories that I'm really grateful for that just take me back and make me happy and make me grateful for um, for this life. You know, there's so much to do and so much to give and so much goodness in this life, even even in the time where there's a little bit of chaos. Um, you know, just sort of. To strip that away a little bit and take it back to all of the goodness that we have and um it's a it's a really beautiful place to
1: be this life it is yeah 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 i love that that you got that from your mother-in-law who's passed so yeah it's just like mm-hmm. something a little legacy from her yeah you to remember her
0: yeah, yeah yeah she was a she's a really neat neat lady so let's jump in to money oh money I love you and I hate you. <laughs> 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 um. So let's start with I feel like I need a Kleenex. Sorry. Oh, yep. All right. So let's start with who you are, who you are, why you are, what motivates you, what got you here, all of the fun things that have brought you to this place where you are now retired as a fifty-ish, forty-eight-ish. I don't remember. 50, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I thought we were about the same age. And you're you're retired, and now you're helping others do what you do and did. Yeah. So let's talk about how that happened.
1: Yeah, um, well, I, uh, I started out just pretty much like everybody else that uh, had a d- regular W-2 job. And um, I you know was working really hard and uh, I sat down and uh, spoke to my uh, manager at the time and they gave me a 2% raise. And I remember just being so disappointed with that and taking it home to my dad. Who was alive at the time and just was like dad this is what they're telling me i'm worth and my dad was like well you can continue doing that and that you know what you're going to get or you can work for yourself or start something on your own and then really it's it's up to you what you accomplish and so about two weeks later after that conversation i put in my two weeks notice good for you and uh, started learning to be uh, an insurance agent, which was what my dad was, and, um, and then uh, did that uh, for about six months, and my dad actually unexpectedly passed away. So, um, but um, they were a, uh, the company he had gave us the opportunity of buying his business it gave us about seven days to make that decision, so. Seven days, yeah. seven whole days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it was quite stressful, but I made the decision to buy the business and just immerse myself into it literally. I actually, we had an office that had a living space above it. I lived and, and worked in the, in the same office mm-hmm. um, just because there was so much to get this business up and running. Because d- my dad hadn't really been in it for a while, uh, doing other things. He's an entrepreneur, so uh, became did that and loved it. Um, loved my clients. Um, mm-hmm. I started uh, purchasing multi or not multi-family, but just single-family real estate. Um, you know, a couple you know properties a year. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Literally, I I would cash flow maybe a hundred dollars a month or um if I was lucky. Uh, and uh I continued on that path uh for about sixteen years and I uh got invited to um like a boot camp where they were talking to you about um investing in multifamily real estate and I was like, oh this sounds interesting So then I went and sat in it, and that's when I first heard the notion of a syndication, which Mm -hmm. is basically a group of people buying a piece of real estate together that no one could do on their own. And I loved that idea, I thought that was, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I was sold, and from that moment on, I I signed into this, this company which was called RE Mentor. Uh, I ended up, um, you know, you just ha- had to immerse yourself for about three years to really get your oh, master's. Wow. Yeah. Like a master's really in commercial real estate, Kay. which is what I feel like mm-hmm. I came out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did my first deal when I uh, was in 2018, at the end of 2018 by myself, and realized I never, ever, ever wanted to do a real estate deal by myself again and partnered up with my partner, and we've since done about 12 deals together. And um, I raise money, that's really my Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. Um, But (laughs) anyways, uh, I ended up selling a lot of my rental properties. I invest in every property that we do together. And as such, I was able to replace my business income pretty shortly, and so I retired from the insurance business in 2001. And so. so cool.
0: Yeah. I, I think about, it. in 2001 you retired. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, so you were 40.
1: Yeah, uh, in my yep. 40s, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 2021, sorry. 21. 21. Okay. Oh yeah, I was I'm like, sorry, I'm a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, 2021 was when I retired, so yeah. Cool. I forget about those twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was off oh. by ten. Um,
0: so, how is it? So you 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 now are able to just bring in money just based on the money that you've put in, essentially.
1: So each deal you've done is what's bringing in cash flow for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I did change my my mental attitude, my mindset. Which I talk about in this book I've written. It's not out yet, but mindset is huge. I, I noticed a lot of wealthy investors that were my investors were very interesting people, um, and quite giving. Um, but what I what what I found most interesting about them is that they focused on cash flow. I was always very focused on my net worth. You know, mm-hmm. I do a little sheet every year and be like, ooh, look at how rich I am. Um, but I had no cash flow coming in which was but the thing is is that they focus on cash flow and once I shifted my focus that direction that's why I was able to um, retire because I was focused on cash flow coming in interesting Mm -hmm. so
0: so there's you (laughs) I'm going to be super upfront about this this is way outside of my comfort zone and so (laughs) knowing how to ask questions about this stuff is is really hard for me (laughs) because I'm a Nerd and not a money nerd, although I should be a money nerd, that Mm -hmm. would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Mindset, mindset of money. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So, how explain to me how it is that how is it when you focus on cash flow instead of on what what you said? Net worth. Net worth. How does that change? How does that bring in more cash flow? Um,
1: Well, for me, I was looking at my different properties that I owned and how much they were actually cash flowing at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. I had a lot of um, equity in them because we live in Colorado, so I invested, you know, during the last recession, Mm -hmm. so you'd kind of have to be an idiot or do something really wrong to not have done well during this time. So I had a lot of equity, so I was like, well, I'm going to put this equity. Into this this property we're buying, where we're getting like 20% um, returns a year, and then a you know a cash flow that comes in every month, and it didn't take long to shift that money into cash flowing assets. That um, so I just kind of sold my my properties. I you know some people would feel more comfortable maybe taking an equity line out, mm-hmm. but I felt I was tired of being a landlord. I didn't want any more part of it. I was tired of it. So I just took my money and put it into these deals, which I figured was the best thing because Mm -hmm. what could be more safe and and secure than my own deals? (laughs) Well, yeah. 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 That's amazing. And so,
0: one of the things, so if I take all of this and relate it back to, you know, what I talk and preach and teach is about, you know, about less stress so it sounds a little bit like you took a lot of the stress off Mm -hmm. as well as increasing cash flow because when we have any kind of stress it's gonna create physical mental emotional
1: dysfunction yes right yeah Mm -hmm. did you
0: did you experience any of that yes I mean
1: oh yeah I mean it was a big sigh of relief because like almost like every snowstorm in Colorado Mm -hmm. you know you'd be like Oh crap, who's gonna? I, I had one time when I was up, um, we have a condo, uh, and they called, our, my tenant called me at I think two in the morning, and she came home to a broken pipe that had flooded the whole house. And, um, it, you know, it's just things like that. You know, you don't want to be woken up at <laughs> two no. o'clock on the, in the morning on your vacation to Talk about a broken pipe in a yeah, no, mm-hmm. so yeah, th- that was a huge stress that mm-hmm. was um, lifted off of me by doing this. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so again, another reason why we want to talk about this is you know, going back to what I was just saying, is you know, we, we, you know, I have people who, who come to me on a regular basis and they're dealing with all of these symptoms one of one of the jobs that i have is to dig into the why behind the symptoms where are the stressors what's going on you know yes there there can be infection and there can be you know you you, traumatic brain injury you know all of these different things that can be going on that are creating these symptoms but is there an underlier is there an underlying cause um you know sort of like even way back in the way back that is creating this problem it can be trauma but it can certainly be, if you're dealing with financial issues, um, you know, I'm working right now on, I'm about to launch a program called Soulful Conception, and a big part of this program is, you know, it's preconception care and planning, mm-hmm. but a big part of the program is making sure that anybody who's coming through this program is aware of, of their mental and emotional health, of their financial health, their spiritual health, and allowing them to work through those things to release blocks, and not all of this is stuff that I do. I have, you know, people who are my experts, my guest experts who are going to come in and talk about, you know, really broad range of things to help w- women and their their spouse to sort of move through the process. And as uh, my friend, I think it was, I think, it, oh, I don't remember who it was now. Jenny, Jennifer Bloom had her on last week. She said. Pregnancy is not about doing, it's about receiving. Mm-hmm. And so that, isn't that pretty? Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I keep that in, in, at the top of my mind. And it, everything is, it, you know, it's such a holistic view of, of health and of allowing for pregnancy to come in. And all of these different things, you know, whatever goals we have in our life, you know, the stressors that we have can really be, um, can inhibit what we're wanting, where we want. not where we're wanting to go. <laughs> so anyway, just a little bit of a side note, but um, I think that it's interesting to watch just a little bit of a change of mindset. You know, one, one small thing that a person can say switches where you are in life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with that 100%. Mindset is a huge thing. Um, I have a chapter that's dedicated to it in my book it's essential that people change their mindset when it comes to money.
0: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what, so one of the things that, that, that we have just sort of in the promo is that you are sort of dispelling the myths. You know, the things that we've been taught growing up are the things that are gonna build wealth. What are some of those things that, that we should know that are, that, are, that are the myth and what's real and what, what, what works? I'm sure a lot of it's some individualized as well, but.
1: Um, The big myth I think that I hear from a lot of people is um, uh, when they invest, they have to take high risks. Like people are like to me, oh, you work with a lot of wealthy people. Well, I'm sure they they are getting into high risk things to get these these high returns. Um, There's nothing further from the truth from what I've seen from my wealthy investors. They invest very much in things they know in things that they understand, mm-hmm. which I would draw the, con- the uh, you know, opposition to that is the average person in a 401k it, uh, puts their money into it every month and they have no idea um, what it's invested in. If you ask mm-hmm. them, yeah. and actually I think I read this, I, it might be uh, uh, something I referenced in my book. I think if you ask someone. 90% of people in 401ks do not believe they're being charged fees and Fees are really the silent killer in these plans mm. So so is that why you don't like 401ks? Is I don't yeah, I mean if you're gonna be in a 401k I recommend just um, getting into an index fund which um, you know most of these 401ks are you know that they, they uh, come up with this plan and it's completely outside of your control um, But you do but people do have control in that you could go in and say I'd like my money taken out of all these mutual funds You have me invested in and put it put me into an index fund because actually There was a study that was out not too long ago that said 96% of the time the index beats the, these mutual funds So there, there, there's no reason to to stay in the mutual funds because Mm -hmm. their fees uh, are very high. Mm -hmm. They average about three point one seven, I think, percent a year. Whereas an index fund, the fees are can be less than one percent. Oh wow! Yeah, so it is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So just by doing that one thing in your four hundred one k, that could lead you to having a better income when you go to retire. I just think that it's a good idea, you know, for people to diversify, truly diversify, mm-hmm. which is have some market related funds, have things outside of the market as well is what I've seen. But most of the wealthy people I know don't have the four oh one Ks because of that lack of control mm-hmm. which they need. Mm-hmm. And they they crave to understand what they're investing in. And I would ask how can any person that's investing in a mutual fund, which is hundreds of different companies, know who's running the company, each of the mm-hmm. companies, what is their goal, what are their goals, what is the experience level of the management team. All of those things are hugely important to wealthy people.
0: Can I ask you to do me a favor, just come this way just oh, a little bit, yeah, because yeah, we got, oh done. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, what would you do, what do you, would so do you recommend, or do you prefer something over 401, 401K um, instead well, of? Well, uh,
1: for me, I, I've always understood real estate, so. Okay. I mean, it seems to be
0: kind of the, yeah. the thing. Like, you know, no matter what, it's gonna, even if it drops a little bit, it's always gonna go up,
1: right? I love things, uh, and again, through my connections with wealthy people, that mm-hmm. was definitely, um, I understood that that's something that they do as well. And so if they invest in tangible things, mm-hmm. whether that be a business um, or uh, real estate. Real estate syndications are quite easy to get involved with, but m- a lot of people don't know, understand them, or ha- yet have never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they've been around forever. And <laughs> the banks, big banks, institutional money, and the wealthy have been doing this type of investing for years, I'd say hundreds of years, actually syndications have been around. Interesting. And so now it's just, um, in 2012, Obama um, came out with the JOBS Act, and uh, there was a little like thing in the JOBS Act which made it much easier for us as syndicators to talk to investors. Okay. Um, so it made it so that prior to this law, I'd have to like we'd have to be at the country club, and I'd have to be like, yeah, I've got this deal, and but I can't I can't talk to someone I've never known mm-hmm. or don't have a previous relationship with, so that kind of keeps it really tied into these wealthy circles mm-hmm. of investors. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that changed, uh, it allowed us to market outside. It allows me to go on your show and talk mm-hmm. about the um, market or uh, investing in this way, okay. and so. Um, it opened up the, the you know volume of people that know about it. Okay,
0: yeah, I had never heard of it until, well, until Lowry came home and started talking about it, I was yeah. like, okay, because <laughs> it doesn't, I, you know, syndication, like, it doesn't really make sense to me, just the, the word. Yeah, no? <laughs> I, and a lot of
1: people think that, too. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what is that? Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's very simple to say that it's a, a professional group of people, so me and my partners go out, we find a commercial piece of property, multifamily or you know really it could be any commercial property that we have experience in, and we know it's a good deal, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we present it. We do all the due diligence, we get the loan, We do all the things that most people don't like to do. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, bring in our investors uh, uh, that are passive investors. They don't do anything. All they do is put their money in and then we close on the deal and we start managing the property. And then um, the passive investors are given their investment, uh, their cash flow every month, which is very appealing to most people. And then they get reports, which Mm. I love actually the reports because I don't do any of the managing either. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But you'll get a report every month that's just like, this is how many units are vacant, this is how many, problems came up, like mm-hmm. broken pipe, uh, you know, different, you know, whatever things that have occurred in that I didn't have to get calls for at in the morning. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, and then uh, we show our, our bank statements, money going in, money going out. We're very transparent about that. And then, um, you know, and then at the end of the month, I get that report, which is the accountability, and then the cash flow, which is... Really passive and nice. <laughs> I mean, that's what we all want,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Passive income. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So one of the things that you had said, um, you were talking about the big banks, the big institutions, um, and y-
1: there, there, there's a potential there of those being problematic. Mm-hmm. So how is that? Well, I mean, I'm going back to the idea that we were sold this 401k. Um, which is relatively new for us, um, but what I don't like about it is the lack of liquidity in, Once you put your money in it's in until you're ready to retire mm-hmm. Then you can take it out, but we don't even know what the tax rates are going to be mm-hmm. Surprisingly our tax rates are the lowest they've been in like 80 years. I think right now Wow, I think it, Let me. I wrote that down because I can't remember. Yeah, they there, 39.6 is the marginal income tax rate, and that's the lowest it's been in 80 years. Wow So we know from all the spending that's going on that those tax rates are going to go up Mm -hmm. So my uh, my problem and I think most wealthy people's problems with the 401k is you never really know how much money you have because say you have five hundred thousand in your account well, what does that mean in 20 years when you retire? Mm -hmm. Like, will it be 50%, 60%? You know, Mm -hmm. it's, um, that unknown Mm -hmm. variable is not acceptable. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I don't blame the big banks and, and, you know, this is all just, this 401k has just been a huge moneymaker for them because really what banks want is for you to put money into their bank they want you to do it systematically, which is done when you have a 401K. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to give it back to you as slow as possible. And all these things, are, uh, hold it for as long mm-hmm. as possible, mm-hmm. give it back as slow as possible. These are all encompassed in what yeah. a 401K is. Yeah. And So it's really important that you understand like what kind of fees you're paying mm-hmm. and really get on top of that. And make decisions if you know you have some money to put into something else outside of the four hundred one k is sort of my recommendation. Okay,
0: <laughs> cool, yeah. So what oth- are there other myths that you want to tell us about? Um,
1: I like. Uh, well, the this one is more like mindset, which I like mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Is um okay the mindset of what most people think wealthy people have is an accumulation mindset which means I'm just gonna take this money and put it somewhere and just let it sit Mm -hmm. you know I kind of sometimes use the example of the grandma with her you know her nest egg under her blanket Mm -hmm. or mattress or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, but there's uh, so anyways yeah that's, uh, what was I, I was mindset. Saying, mindset, yes. Okay, <laughs> but the actual um, wealthy person thinks of utilization, which is using their money at all times, knowing what it's doing for them at mm-hmm. all times. That's Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <was laughs> He's talking about that. I'm like, yeah.
0: I thought I was using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: And look at <laughs> it, and really, it is a mindset shift, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, this money should, be doing something for me Mm -hmm. and when you switch that that's when you know you're more concerned with your cash flow coming in and not just sitting Um, so yeah I think that's a huge one
0: yeah yeah I think mindsets important for just about anything Mm -hmm. you know it's important to to um, well to learn and to grow I mean that's kind of what I feel like right now because again this is so far outside of my World, I really, literally let Lowry take care of most all of that stuff because mm-hmm. I'm just like, just give me the the you know, just give me the sciencey stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the evidence based stuff. <laughs> um, but but learning, having the mindset of growth, having the mindset of of education, and being okay to be guided when it's uncomfortable because that's how I feel about money is, mm-hmm. <laughs> is you know. Um, I mean I love it. It's not it's not that I don't want it, it's just, you know, you know, how do you how do you know it's working for you? Anyway, all of those things that that is, you know, that's I'm fifty years old, it's time to, to know. Yeah. <laughs> and to yeah. And to have the mindset to be open to that and, and want to learn and, and grow. So here we are. Yeah. Learning and growing <laughs> every day. Um <laughs> so. <laughs> I think this is probably a good question. You know, when it comes to the syndications, kind of getting back to that, and you might have said this already, but is it is this something that just that anybody can participate in? I assume you have to have a little bit of money to be able yep. to give.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And that is the thing with these with these uh, deals. You have to be an accredited investor, which means that you have to make uh, uh, you know two hundred thousand dollars a year have a net worth or and or have a net worth of a million but what I tell people that because I work with a lot of people that are you know just trying to get into something like this um, is that it's very possible to create like an LLC and this is completely legal uh, to create an LLC and just one of the people it has a net worth of a million dollars. So say like four people want to invest each mm. $25,000 um, and they're able to get into a deal like this and it's not very long before they're an accredited investor. Interesting. Yeah, and all of this stuff is regulated. I'm, mm. I'm big on this. Um, I'm kind of fascinated, I've been fascinated with um, watching these people that raise money, like Elizabeth Holmes and um, Bernie Madoff. Mm -hmm. And Bernie Madoff, they just had this big thing on Netflix about him. And I was stunned at how he just, what he was doing with his money, with the money, with the Ponzi scheme that he had going on. And and just, it it was really nuts. But I always talk to people... Each of our deals we or any deal that I'm involved in is gonna be registered with the SEC. Mm-hmm. We we do all of our documents and we, we report to the SEC what we're promising our investors so that if something would go wrong that they would have that, you know, avenue to okay. do that. But yeah, I think it's really important to know this is a highly regulated mm-hmm, industry. True. And what's nice when it's outside of the market is that there's always the tangible value. So I think a lot of people maybe think, well, what if something happens like in 2008 where my house next door was worth like way less and it made my house way worth way less. Well, the way that commercial properties are valued is they're valued by the income that they produce. And so um, there is not, there are not those fluctuations. So really in the last um, recession that happened, multifamily properties like apartment buildings actually did very well mm-hmm. because a lot of people were moving out of their houses and they're moving into apartments, mm-hmm. and so um, it's a very tangible, safe place to have your money. So yeah. So somebody invests. So I'm
0: assuming, so it, I, this is going off just the, the little bit that I know yeah. about syndication, <laughs> um, but you find your. So you find your property, mm-hmm. and then, then you start to look for investors, is that correct?
1: Yep, kind of. We find the property, we do the due diligence, which that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we get the loan, then we determine, yay, this is a, we are a go on this. Because mm-hmm. many of these, um, once we start de- digging in deeper, are not ones that we're interested in. And so then um, we have all the syndication paperwork drawn up by the syndication attorney. And then we're, we're good to go to start raising the money, okay. so yeah. So you have your group of people who invest.
0: So what's kind I, I think I'm thinking what's the timeline and then how quick will somebody start to see a return?
1: Yeah, so usually I want to say it can be 90 days before closing. So we'll, we'll have, probably have a solid 90 day period to raise mm-hmm. money. And then when once we've raised the money, we close on the property, we kind of stabilize it, be sure that, you know, we've got our arms around all the problems that are going on. And usually pay the distribution, the cash flow is called distribution within the first three to six months. It's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, it is. Huh. Yeah like this idea <laughs> yeah it, it is mm-hmm. very it's very nice and then you get um, some nice tax because you are you own part of this building so some people ask me well what's the difference between this and a REIT well a REIT is uh, actually a stock that you buy if that is based on real estate but it is a stock so you do, don't actually own the real estate so you don't get all the benefits of owning mm-hmm. real estate whereas mm-hmm. this is you actually own the real estate, mm-hmm. and so you get the tax benefits like any other owner would get.
0: So, it's almost like you're all in business together.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: and that works well?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the passive investors are very passive, Okay. Uh, uh, and so they kind of, that is something that if someone is like, I want control of everything. This probably isn't gonna be up your alley because okay. You're going to give control to the managing mm-hmm. members, the general partners, Kay. who are going to run the deal. Gotcha. And then the passive people really don't have much to say, you know, unless, unless something's going wrong with the property or they're, the people are not doing what they said they're going to be doing. And, you know, that happens. That's why it's really, really important to, you know, look over someone's uh, experience and their mm-hmm. track record in this. But yeah. usually I find like people, they, you know, find us or, you know, someone else and they, they, they really only invest maybe with one or two different syndicators. Because yeah. once they go through and do all their due diligence on your our track record mm-hmm. and what we stand for, they, they don't really want to look around a lot. And we have a good track record. Mm-hmm. We perform well. They just invest again and again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. You know, once
0: you find somebody you trust, that's mm-hmm. what it is, I I talk about this a lot. Just in in practice, is building your team and finding the people who you know you can go to and who you trust and who are, um, you know, whether they're your mentors or your guides or just people who you know that they're gonna they have your best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if you don't, then you know nobody's gonna be successful, right? And at, at some point,
1: so and that's a huge mm-hmm. thing with wealthy people. They are very, they believe in ideas, they want to learn about your ideas, say, for turning this commercial property around. But then they do a lot of research on you and the team. So they invest in teams, ideas, yeah. um, things like that. Okay.
0: yeah, Very cool. So much fun. Um, let's see, what other super interesting questions can I ask you? <laughs> um, <laughs> So let's get in. I think let's get in a little bit to um, stuff that I know really a lot about <laughs> tax diversification.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is all so important and so intriguing <laughs> and interesting. And I'm like, all right, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it is
1: actually it's a great term that I've just heard recently and I love it. It's tax treatment diversification so everybody thinks of are you diversified are you diversified in your portfolio Mm -hmm. and but no one ever says are you diversified with your tax treatment of your Mm -hmm. income Um, now what are the different tax treatments it's fully taxable um, it can be somewhat advantaged tax advantage like investing in real estate it can be tax deferred which is most of America waiting for their 401k or it can be tax free and that's the bucket that most people don't think about but there are um, definitely strategies of getting tax-free income.
0: Well that would certainly be nice. Yeah. So are these <laughs> strategies that we should talk about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, these are th- this is kind of changing the, the conversation just a little bit because these are products that act very much like um, like real estate. Their assets, they have tangible value, they, they, they go up all the time, uh, they, they're not linked to the market and things like that. Um, and the way that we um, put these together are um, they're leveraged very much like a real estate product mm-hmm. and um, they provide tax-free income. Th- this is something that, again, wealthy people have been doing for a long time it's been a kind of a secret I think Uh, there's Mm -hmm. no other way to Mm -hmm. say it because I talk to people every day no one has ever heard of this strategy even insurance agents because this is actually an insurance product it's a it's a it's a life insurance product so people go oh life insurance but these are products that are designed for wealthy people or anyone really now to put their money in and once your money is in here they're uh, you have no more tax; it grows tax-free, and you're given the income tax-free. And so, these are things that I I say the wealthy have engineered for years mm-hmm, to work mm-hmm. for them. Sure. And so now, as as this is getting out to more and more people, um, if you deal with like someone that knows what they're doing, uh, like a wealth strategist, like what I am, uh, who work specifically with these these um, products, it can be very it should be part of everybody's portfolio uh, I mean it's a it's an amazing strategy I look at these and I'm always like why why didn't I know about this like 20 years ago when I was younger <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> um, but it's it's just you know it's just these these with the internet I really think there's just so much more exchange of information mm-hmm. than there's ever been before so these are why some of these these things come to light that we have never heard of before. Okay, yeah, it's
0: interesting. There's very much I have personally a very love-hate relationship with the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's you true. You know, it, it, you know, gives us this ability to to learn and to research and to communicate, but it also it, you know, how do we know what's right? How do we know it's wrong? How do we know what's a scam? How do mm-hmm. we know you know it's just just like with nutrition you know people are you know they, they dig and they're looking at You know dr. Google, and um, you know then they get freaked out I, I talked to talked to a, a client the other day, and sh- you know it, she's a brand new client and I was asking her, I was like, you know, have you researched this? Have you, have you looked into this? She's like, yeah, but I stopped six months ago because it's just too much, and I don't know what's real and what's not real, and I can't, I can't take it because yeah. she's in a scary position, right? And when you don't know what's, it just makes you more scared. Yeah, and
1: absolutely. you don't want
0: that at all. But you know, it's you know, it's just like anything. What? How do you you find your team? Find your people who know how to tell you what's real and what's not real?
1: Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They need to find, you know, someone like you or someone like me Mm -hmm. that knows what what they're doing. But the ideas are out there on the internet Mm -hmm. and then some can be, you know, obviously they can be changed and mutated and, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially with nutrition, because I'm telling you, every time you go on, it's something else. (laughs) It is. It's crazy. I mean, that's what brought me here
0: was I was so confused, and Mm -hmm. and I I love it. Right? I just started researching. I was like, okay, it's kind of like you. You know, you start to dig in. You're like, I need more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I just I don't have a choice. This is where this is now the way God made me. Yeah. I need more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was uh, for me it was to take charge of my finances was a little um, motivated by seeing people in my agency when I was an agent. Mm-hmm. That would be getting to be 80, 75, 80, and they had nothing. Um, they had just done what they were told to do to get their their mm-hmm. social security, and um, they were just, they were struggling. I mean, I still think of these people even today. so. Um, that was a huge motivator for me to figure out what's going on with my finances because I didn't want to be a person like that
0: yeah. yeah, so What is the year? I just heard this yesterday and I can't remember what it is, but the year that, th- that we're, we're, we're thinking that Social Security is gonna actually just be gone or Run out. They
1: keep they keep saying it. I think it's like I, it's very close I think yeah. it's like 20 it could be in the 2030s That's or the what 2040s. That's like 2030,
0: 2035, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which is, you're like, oh, I'll still be alive. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, Larry and I, we don't expect to have it anyway. No. I mean, it's like, just you don't count on it. Right, But right. But a lot of people do, and so, yeah, preparing for that. I mean, it's, oh, it's just madness.
1: <laughs> madness of it all. I mean,
0: it's crazy. Um, I want to make sure that we talk about your book. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so you said it's not out yet. It's not When's out it yet. You know? It's, I think, by the end of the month. It's oh. Co- yeah. Soon. Yeah. So it's called Shattering Money Myths, and I'm going to have it available on my website. Um, and so, yeah, I, I worked on it all through the summer. I, it came to be because I just went on a lot of podcasting mm-hmm. and people sort of asking me the same questions over and over again. You've asked me a lot of different questions, but that's great. (laughs) Um, Because I don't (laughs) really what to ask. (laughs) Um, But asking a lot of the same questions, which meant that some people had a real interest in these Mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. And so then that just, I was like, gosh, there are so many things. And then also me working with my wealthy investors Mm -hmm. and just understanding how they looked at money. And then also my, um, kind of my evolution of, okay, I thought I was doing everything right, and then, um, you know, just switching mentalities to investing in cash flowing things just kind of changed everything for Mm -hmm. me, so then that just kind of made me, you know, want to ride it, and also introducing some products, like I said, the the syndication, there's a chapter on the syndication in the book, there's a chapter on these um, premium financed insurance policies that provide these Amazing streams of income Mm -hmm. when you get older. There's even a chapter on annuities Um, And then just yeah, the the myths that you know of the fees those are that's really Mm -hmm. the killer Mm -hmm. For most people is learning about the fees because that's actually something they can do You know they can make a change in their 401k um, their investments to move move their money to uh, you know an indexed uh, place Mm -hmm. and then They've reduced their their fees. Okay. But yeah. So, what are some
0: questions that um, others are asking you that I didn't ask you that maybe we should talk about or
1: know uh, about? Let's see. I mean, I think the basically the questions of um, yeah, what the wealthy, how the wealthy think about their money, that's different than than everybody else. What mm-hmm. are they doing with mm-hmm. their money? That's mm-hmm. different. Um, and um yeah that that, that's a big one i have to think about it for that.
0: (laughs) so would Um, syndication be what be one of those things that the wealthy do yeah that okay i think you said that but i just wanted to 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 be clear about that because i think that's such an interesting cool concept that just almost anybody can get into yeah
1: and that's what i try to tell like because i have a lot of clients that maybe quite aren't at the w- 1 million net worth mm-hmm. and I, I, I still don't think that should you know keep them from investing which is why I say well if you want to partner with a group mm-hmm. you can get involved in something like this just to see how it works mm-hmm. or even if they're uncomfortable with coming up with a minimum amount that usually our minimums are around a hundred thousand to invest mm-hmm. so maybe they're like oh, that seems like a lot maybe I'll invest 25,000 with a couple people then, then they can see, oh, it it's works. Kind of doable, it's not a almost, scam, yeah. mm-hmm. and let's do it again. <laughs> because yeah. our goal really is, through our, um, you know, through our group, is we want to um, double our clients' money within the time we hold it. So there is an end period. You don't give us your money forever. We mm-hmm. usually hold it, hold the money for three to five years. Okay. To accomplish what we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm and then you get your money back. Um, But our goal is to double our investors' money in three to five years, which is really good.
0: So then explain to me, so what is the goal that you're wanting to accomplish? I guess I just assume you buy, you purchase a a commercial property, Mm -hmm. and you just keep the property.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the beauty of, you know, we, you know, people are like, well, I could just do this myself, but you really don't understand like all the stuff that goes into it like we understand we're very conscious of markets mm-hmm. like especially through COVID because mm-hmm. I, I did most of my investing through COVID. We had most of our properties in Florida which was mm-hmm. a huge like great thing yeah. but um, and multifamily. family uh, so yeah I think that that's you know hugely important. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to look at the markets, then you've got someone that's really understanding the asset. We're trying to buy something that's undervalued in some way. Okay. So we're looking for a property to use multifamily, that's an easy example. Mm-hmm. Like the, the vacancy is really low, mm-hmm. or they're not charging market rents. You come across this a lot when you when you find a property that maybe a, a family has owned for a few years. Mm-hmm. and. It was like how I was when I was a landlord. I'm like, I'm just happy. Someone's in I'm not gonna raise the rent And so yeah, you find a lot of people like that that are in under either not raising keeping their rents at market rent Mm -hmm. And uh, or their 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 expenses are out of control all of Mm -hmm. these things add value to the property itself Mm -hmm. so we come up with our business plan and say okay we can raise the rents you know over this amount of time well, it looks like this market we're in is growing like the, our last property we bought was in Orlando and Orlando is insane. I every every place in Florida is insane, but anyways, Orlando mm-hmm. is growing a uh, 1500 people a week are moving there. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's nuts. So, and then they have not enough housing there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do the supply and demand in mm-hmm. your head. So yeah, we, we that's those are the markets we look for. Okay. And then we look for, you know, someone who's who wasn't running their property right. There yeah. they need to increase the value some mm-hmm. way. So yeah, there's a plan and there's a different plan for each property because each one's different. And then so then we determine, okay, we're gonna be able to add, you know, so much money to the value of this property when we go to sell it in three to five years. Okay. And then So there's always
0: it. a point down the road, fairly close, three to five years, that you're gonna sell. That's always the intent Yes, to sell.
1: We all, okay. Well, and it could be also that we refinance it and if we if we wanna get the investors out of mm-hmm. the property and they say they want to invest in something else or we can refinance it and keep it, but okay. yeah. It's flexible because our properties have small amounts of investors in mm-hmm. it. You know, we, we usually have maybe 50 investors in any one deal. So uh, we all know each other, we all communicate with mm-hmm, each other. Mm-hmm. We're going to do what makes everybody happy at okay. the end of the day and what suits everyone the best.
0: And that's easy to do, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still go back to it's a lot of people <laughs> with a lot of opinions, but I get that they
0: they don't have a lot of opinions. They just want their money. Right, which exactly. Which the best to yeah. on their yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, so is there anything else? We've got just a few minutes left. I want to make sure people know how to reach out to you. But is there anything else that you want to share that we maybe have not talked about?
1: I mean... I know that finances can be super confusing, just like you know what you were saying. They mm-hmm. they listen to Dave Ramsey, they listen to Susie Orman, mm-hmm. but I heard this quote that was by Robert Kiyosaki, who mm-hmm. is a is a really cool guy. Yeah, and he says the you know the wealth that you attain depends on the advice that you're who you're seeking your advice from. Mm-hmm. And so I say you know yes, some of these things might sound like. Different and scary, and not what your financial planner is telling you to do. But know that your financial planner is being motivated by keeping your money in the system yeah. where it is. So to start looking into these things, and actually, I think the saddest thing about the 401k is that it's really let people um, give up responsibility for their money. Mm-hmm. They they just mm-hmm. put it into the spot, and they're like, okay, I don't Pretty have to think about it. it. Yeah. But truly. Just take responsibility for Mm -hmm. your money and, you know, the goals that you want through your retirement. Seek advice from people who are working with wealthy people Mm -hmm. or have experience in this industry um, because there are so many different things Mm -hmm. that you can be doing and should be doing Mm -hmm. with your money. I did a a, a three-day
0: seminar, sort of a financial health, was it Financial Prosperity 101, Mm -hmm. um, sort of... Uh, seminars, three days of this stuff. And I was like, okay, I can do this, you know? <laughs> but one of the things that she said, which makes sense because we say this, I mean, especially in, in health and wellness, is what you focus on will grow. Yes. And, you know, you go, when, what you focus on, you know, so you think about if you're focusing, focusing on your weight, well, you keep focusing on it, you might grow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's more about, you know,
0: focusing on, what you want out of it, you know, where, where you want to be, you -hmm. know, and then the same, I think kind of with money is I have, I, you know, going back to just being totally transparent about all of this is I, you know, I have a bookkeeper and I, and I meet with her every month and that's about as far as it goes. And I took that class and then, you know, talking with Lowry and just going, I need to, I need to focus on this and I need Mm -hmm. to be in control of it because, then it'll grow Mm -hmm. because I know what's going on. I need to know better what's going on and I want to be able to utilize what I have, you Mm -hmm. know? And of course it's, you know, we, we share our income, but, um, I don't know. It's like, you know, sometimes you just get that switch that flips and you're like, okay, just, Stop being stupid and do what you gotta do. <laughs> be an adult. You gotta be an adult at some point. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> um, can your book be
1: found on Amazon or just your website? I'm just gonna put it on my website okay. uh, initially because I like to, uh, you know, get, I would like people to, uh, you know, participate in um, getting our newsletters once a, yeah, m- once a month. Yeah, sure learn a little bit Mm -hmm. more about what we're doing and so yeah I love that
0: yeah I mean it makes sense you have really great stuff to share
1: yeah Um, and you know
0: it's so much of it is about thinking outside the box Mm -hmm. you know and going outside of what we have been taught for so long in a lot of in a lot of things but you know things become antiquated and dated and and less useful and and as as we we find people like you who think outside the box can help us all to to grow and know the more wealth we have the more wealth we can give. yes exactly you know? and that's mm-hmm.
1: sort of the mindset that i'm in um because you know i can always find wealthy people that are interested mm-hmm. in investing in our deals mm-hmm. but i really try to reach out to people that are not quite there yet you know or don't mm-hmm. really know about this stuff and i find i get a lot of joy from working with someone who like oh yeah we just sold uh, one of our rental properties i'm done and i want to do this i want to mm-hmm. try this and we'll see how it goes and then they do it and they're like oh, okay i'm selling all the rest of my rental properties so that yeah. that gives me a lot of joy mm-hmm. when people you know uh, come into this without a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. but they are building wealth for themselves mm-hmm. so i love it yeah
0: <laughs> very cool well thank you thanks for happening. having it. it always goes by so quickly um, so you didn't say
1: your website, did you say your website? Oh no, my website is www.erbewealth.com, um, it's Erbe, it's a German word for legacy, My. Uh, it's a nod to my dad who is uh, in my, you know, mentor, best mentor I've ever had, uh, who passed away. Uh, he was a second generation. Uh, His father came over straight from Germany, Mm -hmm. a German immigrant, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, I'll just do the name of my business to honor him a legacy of wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, Mm -hmm. very
0: cool. Well, thank you, and thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Of course, you can find me at tastelifenutrition.com. We're streaming live here every Thursday, 10 a.m., Mountain Time, uh, on KUHSdenver.com, the best station ever. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Henry. Thanks, Henry. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so you can go to my website, nutrition.com. You can fill out an assessment on help you out a little bit. All the social media is, so, is, uh, Tastelife Nutrition. And of course it's coming, it's coming really, really soon. Uh, we'll announce a date here shortly. But, uh, so, uh, uh soulful, soulful conception social, soulful, I just, the words are hard. Um, but this is a preconception care and planning course that I'm super excited about. This is a course that is uh, this, it's becoming bigger and bigger and what I mean by that is it is supportive of the clients, it's supportive of practitioners. It really is, it's kind of a little bit like this show where there are amazing people who have a lot to give, who, who people need and don't know that they're there. Do you know what I mean? And so what I want is to to close that gap. I want people couples who are looking to to grow and expand their families to have the ability to reach out to the people who can best help them in the shortest period of time. You know, obviously we're going to talk food and supplementation and detoxification and toxicants and mindset but there's so much. We want to get rid of blockages. We want to look at the epigenetics from the past to the future. There's so much that we are gonna put into this program and I think it, it, it can do nothing but, but really create um, a healthy, healthy pregnancy, a healthy baby, a healthy adult, and a healthy future for generations to come. And I'm super excited about it. So if you have questions about it, please feel free to reach out. Um, more to come. But it's, it's starting to grow on social media. We're getting it out there. And uh, I'm super excited about it. So anyway, we'll see you here next week, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. See you later. Thanks Bye. for being here. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So...